You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series, movie, or audio and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm Simon. And this is part two of our two-part conversation on the power of the doctor. And let's just pick up our conversation right where we left off last time. Let's do it. I did, I, I, I did, I mean, I did quite enjoy the, what that, um, that kind of AI doctor thing allowed them to do in this episode. It felt like, it felt like um, so Chibnall playing with that whole thing again. He, he did it in one of the Flux episodes of having the doctor kind of split so that he could yep. have the doctor in this kind of sort of never wear out of time place. And then also have the doctor yep. driving the actual plot forward. But what I particularly Except like. It's not the this, doctor. Well, I mean, yes. And yeah. no, I mean, I, I agree. And so in a way, it, it, in, in a way, it's sort of one of those things that I would feel shouldn't kind of work because I liked the fact that they could use Ace and, Tegan kind of psychically projecting who they think the doctor could be in order to get Davison and McCoy to do these lovely little cameos and to have these scenes with the not doctor. I mean, as you say, it's not really the doctor, mm-hmm. but I just loved those scenes. I really did. Those scenes were <clears throat> probably the highlight of the episode. And I think it is kind of sad that the highlight of the episode is the past doctors. Um, well, and but, companions, you know, Doctor Who but, fans but, are always going to be a treat. Yeah, um, you know, and I mentioned the recap, and I, again, I'm sure I've seen this online. Are we forgetting who left whom uh, when it came to Tegan? Because she sure seemed to be all upset about being the Doctor leaving her. Like you, well, yeah, but are we forget who this is. I mean, this is Tegan. <laughs> and then, of course, we get the whole thing with Ace, and I don't know if they've ever done the Ace leaves Sylvester McCoy in Big Finish. Oh yeah, About more than once, times. probably. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but I I don't know what this was referring to when when because we don't you know what happens a lot in Big Finish is that is you get the reunion of Ace and the Doctor, and then you you don't necessarily know you know the. There'll be multiple times when the the ace has left the doctor and then they get flung back together again for some reason. You don't know what order those things happen in because they don't want to tie themselves down and it's perfectly understandable. But I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea what this is referring to. And it could be the books, it could be the books rather than the audios. And Or nothing at all. It could just be an extrapolation a... of how did the how did Ace leave the well, doctor? Yes. Oh, she just got tired of his annoying behavior. Which, which, I think which, that's which exactly is exactly why you know the audience is left. But yeah. I, 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 I think 80s. that is a perfectly reasonable projection of where the storyline was going, and in a way, it makes more sense because I think the problem with suggesting that this is something that has been picked up from either the books or the audios is that, as far as I can tell, and I, I haven't yet. I, I'm literally holding it in my hand, actually, on the desk in front of me. I haven't yet listened to Tenth Doctor Classic Companions, which features the so-called Tenth right. Doctor uh, uh, with Ace. And I haven't read At Childhood's End, which 
I think, features the 13th Doctor and Ace. Well, um, it's definitely 10th. You, you, you definitely can call Tenet the 10th Doctor because RTD has cleared that up already in the last day. No, Tenant Tenant is the Doctor. Well, <laughs> it's like, you're the only one. But uh, that, that works that yeah, way. Everyone so my, else gives my, them a name. My Tenet point is, is the it's one character. And the 14th is one... Doctor. Yeah, 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 Big, and that's 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 buying into this modern concept of regeneration. And I, I'm holding out by saying, I think it is a single character. I think it is just the Doctor who has been played by a number of different actors. But um, yeah, I could argue this one until the the cows come home. I think <laughs> my 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 point is that I I think suggesting that there is for this episode a kind of separate continuity for ace makes more sense because i suspect that the audio i'm holding and the the book at childhood's end wouldn't quite work with i mean it's possible they both feature ace in her timeline after this episode but that's the only way i can imagine that it would happen because she's explicitly saying i haven't seen the doctor in 30 years mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah yeah I, I don't think i don't think uh Chibnall was giving too much of a flying anything for the indeed the audio indeed. Of the and you know you, i've said this before because we discussed it when mary shelley came in in a way you know who cares if you can fit to the past continuity of things being equal then that'll please me but if i had to make a choice between a good story and doing that i'd go for the good story and i just i i thought ace and tegan were brilliant in this it was good to see them uh, I don't know if I'd go brilliant, but they were they were good. I I liked seeing them. I appreciate the idea of Kate Stewart recruiting former companions as operatives. That that is actually a, a shrewd move on her part. Definitely, definitely. I mean, we've seen it the other way. We've seen the Doctor recruiting unit operatives as companions. So you know, fair's fair. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that 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 worked for me. Um, yeah, no, it was it was good to see them. I, I'm not entirely convinced about the whole Ace's jacket and bat being stored under a floor. You no, know, but um, well, but, no, you know, I, okay. And I, I, I felt I didn't really need to see Ace in her, you know, her old fashioned bomber jacket. And in fact, the the kind of pinstripe I thought was tying in with some of the previously established. I I can't remember whether a charitable Earth appears in Doctor Who at some point there's a reference that you know yeah. she she is running she's running this charity um and I thought that was what it was about and I and I I was kind of fine like that I Ace is my favorite character but I if I want to see Ace well I didn't mind her wielding a baseball bat or whatever I want to see her running around in her bomber jacket I'll go back and watch the DVDs from the late 1980s the great thing about this was just you know seeing Sophie Aldred back again and playing Ace again and I, I really loved that. Yeah, I, uh, you know, back when companions had personality. Oh wait, um... <laughs> well, not not always. <laughs> no, no, but, and and T- Tegan, maybe. I mean, yeah. Well, she certainly had personality. But I, I hmm. thought, I thought, I, I thought Ace was a fantastic companion. So, you know, if, if you're going to bring anyone back, I think that's that's terrific. And I, the thing about the, the charitable, the charitable earth thing was, I thought well, that that is a reference to something that has come up previously and been established on the screen, but I wasn't sure where because I thought it might be. I thought it was the I promo th- for the the DVDs. 
It's the promo for the Blu-ray. That what that came up in the in the recent in the Blu-ray uh, collection release for season whatever it would have been. Would have been season twenty-five, season twenty-six, somewhere in there. Whichever which, whichever one we've got. But um, I thought it had been established on screen because there is, the, and the, the only question I've got in my mind is whether it happens on in Doctor Who. I thought it might be at the end of time, but I may have got that wrong. It might be in a Sarah Jane story um, where, where the Doctor it might be a Sarah Jane guests in it because it also establishes it. It's it's um, I'm pretty sure it was RTD writing it. It also establishes that Ian and Barbara have not aged since the 1960s, which this episode does kind of contradict. Does just a little bit, yeah. Just a little bit. But again, you know, I'm just going to say I am fine with that continuity being shelved because it was... I, I, It was really probably the biggest surprise of the episode because William Russell doesn't really do... I mean, he did a, a big Finnish audio, Susan's War, a couple of years ago but he doesn't really do them anymore and mm-hmm. he's you know he's not a young man oh, no. so no, no, to, no. to appear on screen in the show i i i did not yeah. i did not expect he would do that and uh so he he must now for for a, appearing in the same tv show in the same character 59 years after he first did that's got to be some sort of record I mean, has anyone else done that? I I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of any example. Because because right now, you know He is ninety seven years old, by the way. There you go. I, I I did I did think he was um you know, he was he was getting on a little bit. Just a bit, but, yeah. But right now we you know, we can say in terms of the, the cast of Doctor Who, the first episode and mm-hmm. the most recent episode both yep. feature the same actor you know he's 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 not in every single episode in between no but not, not quite no he, That's a, he he's a recurring a character who has who has appeared in the most recent episode we've seen and was right there at the beginning i, I have to say looking at the crowd of people with that that the companion on there at the end you know we know graham and yaz have well yaz now but graham certainly had never encountered regeneration mm-hmm. he just met the doctor when the Doctor was the 13th Doctor. Um, Dan, likewise. Mel has seen a regeneration. Of course, yeah. Ace has not. Let's see, Tegan has. Uh, what else we had? Um, Joe Grant has. Has not. Joe but she Grant knows about it. because she, she. But she's encountered future Doctors. She's encountered the 10th or the 11th and in, and 12th. in Sarah Jane. No, the 11th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Sarah Jane Adventures. So so she's familiar with the concept. Ian would be the one with no clue. I mean, of all of them, Ian would be the one with no clue. And yeah. the, 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 the line, excuse me, did you say she? You would think that his real line would be, oh, I'm sorry, I have the wrong, I'm in the wrong meeting. <laughs> well, I don't know, because up to, up to the point. Can he, can he's, he's picturing William Hartnell. And it's like, oh, I always wondered about that long hair. Oh, didn't realize. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it, it felt like that. He gets one line. Oh, did, did Mel even get a line? I think yeah. she just nodded. How many doctors are there? Oh, yes. Okay. She did get a line. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So I think they all got a line. 
Yeah. Someone must have got Annika Will's line because she couldn't make it. Is that who the missing chair was for? Yeah. Because there was an obvious missing, uh, empty chair there in that circle. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm. in, in what, yeah, in what context? How did, Every, how everyone did, was uh, like, oh, oh, it's Sarah Jane. Oh, it's so sad. But actually, it was just Annika Wills wasn't able to make it. Did, uh, did, how did Mel get back to Earth? She, last I saw her, she was buggering off with Saddle on Glitz for an adventure in space somewhere in the well, far future. We we certainly get the kind of post glitz stories with Mel in Big Finish, but I don't know that we've got an answer about how she gets back to Earth. I guess we should just toss. Is there any other things that didn't get cleaned up from the Flux or from Jodie Whittaker's time as the Doctor? I mean, I feel like the Timeless Child did not go anywhere. I don't know. I mean, it's diff- it's a difficult one to say because I don't think there are things that I felt I wanted. I, oh, no, if I, I went back and rewatched, if I rewanted, <laughs> anything I re-watched that he shoved Flux, on, but... there would be things to do with unit or whatever that I would, I would feel like serpent. I dude. would have enjoyed whatever having explained. But in terms of just judging this episode on its own merits, I, I was quite happy not having all of this stuff. And you know, to be honest, even some of the things in this, I mean, clearly we've got there is a bit of unit continuity in the sense that unit had been disbanded and then driven underground and then. We obviously have Kate Stewart saving the world slash universe again, and now Unit has been reinstated in its own building, which Chibnall has quite considerately demolished, ready for the the new showrunner. We've we've established it's moved on from the Tower of London, but the new showrunner is not bound to house it in this rather nondescript building. Or indeed use Kate Stewart, because obviously RTD hates Unit. His time as showrunner, Unit, was crapped on regularly <laughs> he he yeah he he turned unit into something slightly different and a joke you know the the modern unit arises from actually the power of three is maybe one of my favorite chip and but no i think this is better um sorry just uh uh yeah so modern modern unit reappeared with with kate stewart and then osgood felt like a really integral part of it and I think I probably mentioned with the flux that I would have liked to see Osgood coming back. I'm kind of going to reluctantly accept that in this episode it did make sense not to have Osgood in kind of the way it made sense not to have Dan. It has a lot of companions in it and it would have overloaded things. So you you want one that that freaked me out. It was a line, but, and then I, I looked it up and verified it. You think, uh, you think Ace and Graham are going to start dating? They are the same age. Wow. Wow. Well, th- Graham is 62. Ace is 60. The actors. She's Who 60. Them. God. Uh-huh. Yeah. Goodness me. Yeah. Older than me. So there's that. And uh, Tegan is 69, by the way. But uh, yeah. Lord. Yeah. When, when she said that line about the first date and it suddenly it hit me, it's like, oh, oh actually, this might be, that actually might not be a joke. I mean, it's a joke, but that might not be a joke. <laughs> she might be thinking, here's a guy I could go out with. He's here fighting Daleks. This is <laughs> literally might be going, this is my kind of guy. And he's my age. Okay. <laughs> oh, we, 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 had, we had a little uh, Twitter exchange with Archelina on, uh, about, about this episode, uh, sorry, about this 
scene, I guess, being, I mean, I, I did, I did like it, not just, I mean, partly because you, yeah, all right, you get to see these, these companions, but yeah, you can see them back. Her, her, obje- her objection was about the idea of it being a sport, support group and everyone sort of just focusing back on the past and the past with the doctor and getting all maudlin and trying to outdo each other with their stories and so forth. Whereas I was seeing it more as a kind of, because, because Graham says this, maybe this is where, you know, we can talk about the dot because they can't anywhere else. And so it's an opportunity almost to share your enthusiasm like you would about, like me with my garden railways. And, you know, most people I can't speak to about garden railways, but if I find other people with garden railways, I think you're crazy. then I, exactly, then I can get quite excited. So, so, uh, you know, from that point of view, I, I can see how this could have tipped over the wrong way, but I thought that was on the right side of this. But then immediately after we'd had that conversation, I thought, and then, you know, this is where they start doing covers of ELO and going out with each other, like, you know, you're suggesting with Graham and Tegan, because, you know, Linda. Ace, Graham and Ace. Sorry, uh, Graham and Ace. Uh, with Linda in Love and Monsters, mm-hmm. they pretty quickly forgot about the Doctor and just started getting on with their lives anyway. So maybe there's your answer. Yeah. Maybe they'll merge. I... Maybe they'll merge. It did feel like a support group. It did feel like not a celebration of being... It's the chairs in a circle. Yeah. And, and, and so I need to go first. I, my name is Graham. And I was like, hi, this doesn't... I like I like seeing them. Absolutely. I'm not going to... But I kind of was in the camp of like, I'm not sure that this is this is what I would need a support group for. Maybe... You know what I'd do if I had been on adventures with the doctor and couldn't talk about it? I'd become a very successful book writer, right? I mean, that would be the perfect way to tell those stories in in a universe like that. And, you know, say, let me tell you about this story. And you don't have to tell anybody that you lived it, but man, would you be the author that when you were at a convention and they were asking you questions about it, you could just like, exactly this is how it was <laughs> but uh yeah well one of the the one other thing i guess i want to throw out there well two other things one is the thing not followed up with was the whole flux thing with time at the end of the um time being imprisoned and all that but i don't know whether this is chibnall just doesn't think the way i think or indeed the way anyone should logically think or whether it's a deliberate attempt to, to to just throw things off i've got my and i've moved on with my nitro nine and i've made some improvements over the years you you go to nitro 10 not nitro 999 <laughs> that's just like really really or you go to nitro 99 nitro 9 is a rubbish name no, it's excellent. Too, it's, it's alliterative, but yeah, it's like, but it has its implication of being the ninth in a series of experiments. And if Ace has continued on over the years, yeah, um, <laughs> nineteen, 19 you know, anything uh, that was realistic and, and realistic. Okay, over forty years, she's gone through another ten formulas, and she's at nitro nineteen, which is also alliterative if you if you must. But yeah, that was. I'm sure, I am absolutely positively sure that I 
probably if I if someday I rewatch this, I'll have more questions like uh, what happened to the Siberian when the master died? Uh, isn't that supposed to leave your body? So it was there in the Time Lord regeneration chamber because it's in him. I'll have to go back and watch that awful episode to work that out. And it, it flows out when you think you're going to die or when you do die. So I'll just say that the, the doctor had a little bit more agency than, than she did during the flux, but not a whole lot. Oh, gosh, no. There is one thing we have to talk about. We have completely and absolutely well, two, two forgotten things to mention to Yaz. So one of them is Yaz. One of them is Yaz. I want to talk about Yaz as a loose end leftover because, okay. I mean, in a way, she's a bit more than that. But we were just finishing off our loose ends, and then I want to talk about the final regeneration. But yeah, okay. In terms yeah. of in terms of of Yaz, the, I mean the char- <laughs> the character. I've got I've got her listed under the companions, right? And it's like yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah, she's okay. She's okay in this, but obviously. You know, we've talked about it. The development of her character stalled quite a long time ago. I think she gives a a good performance and she fulfills the role. And I'm not quite sure what what I see about in terms of the the resolution to the Yaz Doctor romance arc or why she leaves. And that's that's another thing in this. This is Yaz's leaving episode. I I feel like Yaz, they spent the episode slapping Yaz with a backhand um, through the course of this episode. And it starts, and I'll give you know credit to the actor, uh, it starts at the moment when Tegan says, we're you, honey, or whatever she says, 40 years from now. And Yaz just looks absolutely shattered in that moment because... Oh, I'm not special. And that speech, that speech oh, think... that Jody gives her at the end is brutal. Oh my gosh, I've loved I've loved you just like all the other companions and they're all so amazing special and you're all just the best ever and you're all just one of a crowd of an infinite number of people. Yes, so don't get above your station. And I think that's the moment. Well, I would say that would be the moment Yaz is going to leave. But then the doctor says, and I think I'm going to do this alone. And uh, that I, I watched that scene. And I thought that is the cruelest thing the doctor has ever done <laughs> to a companion, maybe to get them to leave at that moment. It, that is just slap after slap after slap. There is no, yeah, Yaz, you were actually kind of special like Rose gets. Or, you know, it it just, uh, and of course, you know, we did have, we already had that scene where Rose finds out she's not the first when we meet Sarah Jane. Um, and but we've already had that scene where Yaz finds out that she's not the first because we've had her meet Jack. Yes, but it, I think it's something about the fact that, I don't know, I think it's about the way Tegan presents it. But Yaz gets that, like, wow, how many are there? I don't know, but it wouldn't. You mean Chibnall repeating something, an idea? But uh, yeah, it, it just... Well, no, because I, I mean, I think... It, well, I they think were, it, she was it, not it, nice it, to Yaz in this episode. I don't know about that. I mean, I think that I, I, can't, I can't really understand. This, this is one of those things where I, I'm interested in re-watching it because I think there's an interest in that last scene again. Rather, rather, rather than simply some confusion about it. I think that scene is interesting because 
the motivation there are there are different interpretations that you could put on their motive motivation and there could it's could more the like they all make the sense rather than none of them make sense exactly and it could be the doctor pushing Yaz away in a kindly way which i saw it as being or it could be the doctor pushing Yaz away in a almost uncaring kind of a way which i think you were seeing it as being and i also think there's an interesting question about why Yaz does just leave at that point because in a way the doctor hasn't really given her any reason to cling on at any point along the line yet she's still stuck with her and at this point she knows what's going to happen and she goes and I wondered whether some of that you know particularly in terms of the doctor saying I need to do this next bit on my own was that if that is in a kindly way it's because she doesn't want Yaz to see her turning into someone else because she thinks that Yaz has essentially become infatuated with the you know i guess to hark back to our conversation about regeneration but the character who jodie whittaker is playing who is about to cease to exist and if you take that view of regeneration there is something almost brutal about her place in time being then taken over by someone with whom yaz does not have that relationship and we've seen that before we you know that that's and it, and that has kind of been a central part of a companion's arc like perry for example but also to some extent or with rose D- to some extent i mean it's very clear in the in the like christmas invasion that she is feels betrayed that the guy she was beginning to have feelings for just up and completely changed on her and i mean it's, and it's phrased that, that way and that's yeah, 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 and that's and that's de- that's deliberate because Rose is a proxy for the audience, and so RTD was trying to work through those feelings, and then at the end of it, we're allowed to fall in love with the new Doctor as Rose falls in love with the new Doctor, and then you create a relationship that is even more iconic. I don't so think you can do that with Yaz because she's been around for three years, and the relationship is very much embedded within, you know. Yaz and Jodie Whittaker. Been interesting to see how they dealt with that. Oh, it would. It would. And Yaz trying way, to deal with David Tennant, but yeah, it's like well, you're a guy. I don't I, I, go that way, or maybe it's. Know. Well, I. I mean, it, I think it would have been interesting, and it's and it's a familiar co- complaint because we've we've uh, talked about a lot of these episodes, and I like the episodes where there is more continuity it's like you know as in in the old days when they didn't feel a new doctor meant they had to get rid of all of the companions and the showrunner and you know the costume designer and the score composer and all the rest of it it's like but yay the tardis please be gone the 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 companion interior hanging mm-hmm. around is a way in which you you give the audience something to hang on to that it is still going to be the same show and I I I would have I, I would have liked to see that last time um when oh god I've forgotten her name. Who what was Pearl Mackey's Bill. Pearl Mackey's character. Bill. I would have liked yeah. to see that last time when uh Bill was a relatively new companion and you know, we could have had her stick around to accompany Jodie Whittaker. And yeah, I mean And it would have worked because of the same reasons. This this particular departure we knew had to happen but even within the story i wasn't quite sure why it was happening still 
And that, like I say, that's not to say there isn't a reason for it. It's just there's an interesting ambiguity around it. And I, I, I guess my judgment is withheld for now as to whether that works or doesn't. I think I need to watch it another couple of times. Okay. The regeneration? The regeneration for me... So this is another this is another thing where it kind of comes in my rankings. This for me is the best regeneration story since at least the parting of the ways, if not, you know, the caves of Androzani or Legopolis. And that's in large part because in recent years the regeneration has been very much about I don't want uh, it's the tenant thing. I don't want to go. I'm I'm dying and I'm going to stop being me which again kind of ties into what we're saying about regeneration and it being very much about the end of the character. And I don't think, I mean, I quoted a couple of lines earlier. I don't think that they have abandoned that idea that it is the end of the character. Because Jody says something to that effect in this episode. Yeah, I, I, again, the lines I quoted were she's saying, the, you know, the only thing is I wanted to know what happens next. And then the the line, and I do actually really like this line but it's this doctor whoever i'm about to be tag you're it and so it is it is suggesting she's going to become someone else but what i like about it so much is how positive it feels how forward-looking it feels despite this kind of it being the end of her she decides in a very positive way you know one one last sunset let's let's see what happens next and to me, that's a kind of cue. That's a cue for the for the viewers that you know we want to see what happens next. Now we want to look forward rather than to just focus on it not being Jodie Whittaker anymore. The quotes you called out, and I'm the one I wrote down was the one that made me immediately think of David Tennant, which was "I want more time," which was also one of her quotes when when regeneration was inevitable. <clears throat> So then it's like, oh, it's the same old, same old. So, yeah, well, I mean, at some point she becomes reconciled to it and says, tag, you're it. But that's exactly what Capaldi did, too. And I can't say we like that regeneration sequence. But, you know, eventually when he gets around to dealing with it, he says, all right, whoever you are, come on, do your best or whatever. I forgot how it was. But it's same kind of thing. Exactly. I don't I don't I don't remember that line line at all. I, all I'm remembering is the the kind of the blossomiest blossom stuff and it's pedantic i'm pretty sure it was sunrise yes it was one last sunrise okay yeah you said sunset earlier it was a sunrise what's one more sunset Ah, (laughs) it's like i missed back ah. yeah no no it was a sunrise yeah i saw a picture of nick briggs standing there uh, in that location lulworth Lulworth cove where uh, something's door what's the sylvester mccoy oh uh, no yeah not lulworth cove durdle door it was durdle door where where um the storyline that had Nicholas Parsons in it was filmed now. Fenric? Fenric, Fenric, Curse of Fenric. Yes. Thank you. Hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a nice spot. I don't know where it is in England, but I assume it's facing east, more or less. Of course it. Than, than of course west. It. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's yeah. facing south, but I um when the regeneration came, and obviously there's been a lot of speculation that I have heard online. We we knew David Tennant will be in a special you know, so bef- so everybody's like, well, I don't know, you know, I don't think Shooty's was announced when they filmed this, but we know that they can do that and, and magically impose the face there. 
momentarily with green screen and whatnot. And honestly, considering how many doctors they got filmed for this that nobody saw, that apparently nobody leaked, they could have they could have accomplished it. So I don't think anybody knew for sure what was going to happen in that regeneration. Were they going to end it not showing the face? Were they going to think? But when Tenet appeared, because it was obviously a possibility, and his clothes changed, which tells us this is this is something wrong right there. Not only did well, his clothes yeah. change, but they're not his clothes. They're a different set of his clothes. But when he appeared, I will say, to my credit, and I can I could bring my wife in to prove this. The second he appeared, I said to her, I know these teeth. And then then he started moving his mouth, and I'm like, oh, sh- nah, really? <laughs> I know these teeth. I'm like, oh. Which, why I want to bring that up is that whole notion about a different person taking over. It's like, this is like, I know this, this continuity. I know this body. I know all this stuff again. How does that jive with the ideas we were just discussing about the nature of regeneration? It's... Well, it, it, ah. he, he's, it's pretty clear he's still got the same memories. So I... But now does I think, he, I mean, assume he has all of Jody's and Capaldi's and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, memories, that, that, so is, that like, is well established. I mean, obviously, when he became Davidson, he forgot a load of stuff, but that was only temporary. Well, you know, but, but, but actually, we don't know. Th- we don't know that for a fact because he did regenerate with clothes on. So I don't know. This could be a superimposition of a previous doctor notwithstanding well i don't i, I don't know i don't yeah. um, i don't understand the regeneration with clothes on thing it at first it's a, I a homage it was, to the first to second doctor but i think the first to second doctor was still wearing what the first doctor was wearing i mean literally his, his pants ring. changed his pants changed yes i know but i don't think that was i think that's a continuity mistake intentional yeah, yeah exactly so what what was going on here i was like well that that's that's wrong. They've never done this before. But then I actually thought, but come on, they know that because they've literally done it in this episode. Yeah. When she regenerates, it's got to be intentional. One, he is wearing her clothes. So it was definitely a big query on my list. So the, the forced regeneration is my big complaint with this episode. This, I'm thinking we might get an explanation of it. I'm not. Oh, I'm sure we'll get an explanation. For well, I think but we will. I think we absolutely we, will. We, I, we, I, have, we have been told that, you know, something very strange is going on and Russell Davis is not, not kind of saying what it is. You know, that's the big mystery, is it? You know, it, what, why, why are we seeing David Tennant? So, so, yeah, lots of people expecting to see Whitaker regenerate into Tennant. Lots of people tweeting what Tennant's line would be. I, don't, I didn't see anyone get the teeth, actually, so well done for that. But certainly what 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 oh yeah yeah what 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 was yeah there was <laughs> yeah well, that that one yeah that the, was uh also obvious yeah the the thing is i because i thought the regeneration was done so well and so positively and so forward-lookingly hmm. i felt disappointed that we didn't see someone new i wanted to see nkuti gatwa give his first line in the role. And I wanted, you know, more than that, I wanted to see the show move forward. I've I've kind of mes- mentioned my reservations about the show going. It's not that I don't 
want to see more episodes written by Russell T Davis, but it's going back to an old showrunner. It's going back, and then it's going back. It's to him, a... him bringing back an old Doctor and an old logo from the um, Tom Baker era is very much. It's not this forward-looking thing, and particularly also because we've now had this what feels like the sixth should have been the sixtieth anniversary story. This is now my second favorite multi-Doctor story, by the way. I, yeah, I don't know what. Um, the 60th episodes, 60th anniversary episodes are going to do for me. I'm, I'm almost, yeah. I'm almost kind of let's skip over them. I want to see, I want to see Chris, the Christmas special with Nakuta Gatwa in it. I, I, I would believe that there is, obviously there will be people who will argue with this, but during the RTD era, there is one thing that RTD is undeniably was good at, and that was getting the audience there, getting the marketing going getting you know piquing people's interest and and mm-hmm. getting them in and 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 Chibnall has been absolutely abysmal at this in his yeah. <laughs> attempt to to well you know I mean I'm, I'm not trying to uh, all right we're gonna I'm picking on Chibnall but all right I'm picking on Chibnall that's fine his marketing team has been appalling and his stories have not been making people interested in watching the show and Doctor Who has is not in its heyday and you can just go down to any store that sells this kind of stuff and see how little there was when during RTD's era and, and even early uh, uh, Moffat era, there was a ton of stuff to tie in to make you, to keep the buzz going. And it's gone. It, it's, it's absolutely appalling and gone. And I think RTD is savvy enough that he's going to try to build the brand back up and maybe the fastest way he thinks he can build the brand back up is with a little bit of nostalgia. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm sure that's what it is. I, I think that the BBC have been fairly clear that the reason he has come back is because they want to establish a Doctor Who universe in which they can have a series of spin-offs. So, you know, selling it, se- selling it via Disney Plus, and creating new spin-offs that they can also sell to disney or other streaming platforms in order to create a new revenue stream in other words you're basically mining the doctor who brand for all it's worth is absolutely what they're after doing but for me as a fan and i admit that you know i there were elements of the of the kind of when chibnall was running the show that i liked far more than you apparently did the best of it for me was that first season he did I'll agree when he didn't with that. bring in anything that had come from the 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 previous you know it was all fresh and it in a way it was very kind of reminiscent of Russell T Davis's first era of the show yeah he managed to get a dalek in it or whatever but it was it was a single dalek and it was very much introducing the dalek to a brand new audience and chibnall managed to do something that was kind of resetting. And it's not that I didn't, for for me, almost anything following Stephen Moffat was going to be a disappointment because for me, that was the the kind of absolute zenith of of Doctor Who, my favourite showrunner. So how how could anyone follow that? But one of the things that Moffat obviously did was delve deep into the continuity and establish these kind of very Mm -hmm. elaborate and complicated payoffs to things that, you know, might have started, you know, as in the case of 
his final episode, he was trying to pay off something that had come from about 800 episodes before, literally. And what Chibnall did was to basically say, right, for a season, we're just going to have stories that are all brand new monsters, characters and everything. And it was so refreshing. And I'm not saying that it needs to be like that all the time. I think there is a balance to be struck. But yeah, the show does need to keep moving forward. And I don't know. I mean, I love David Tennant. Like I say, Russell T. Davis, great writer. I think the the 60th anniversary episodes are going to be highly entertaining at the least. But I was just mm. a bit... How I many are there? Do we know? Not to feel like kind of, there's there's um, three episodes with the 14th Doctor and then the 15th Doctor is introduced at Christmas or the festive okay. season, they say. So it could be an, another New Year's special. Although we, I don't actually know gonna... that... Uh, I don't know that Nakuta Gata was not going to appear in the 60th anniversary stories because I think when we talked about the time of the Doctor, I I did kind of float what I thought I I thought Moffat should have done was to bring Capaldi into the story. Why why not have mm. a future Doctor coming back into the current Doctor story? And I wonder if if RTD is going to do um, that. So. Did, have you seen the little teaser trailer, the 30 second that they put out? Uh-huh. Okay, so you know 2D Got was in it. I do, but what I don't know is whether that okay. is a trailer for the first of the 60th oh, okay. episodes or whether that is for all three of the 60th episodes, in which case it's Good, then you can answer the me regeneration question. sequence or whether it includes actually all four episodes we're going to get in 2023. So let me ask you this question then. If you have seen it, the guy in the top hat and tails is that matt smith it's definitely not matt smith but you're thinking it looks like let's kill hitler which is exactly what i thought okay okay it 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 definitely is like i haven't gone back and watched it again but as it went by i thought well that would kind of in a way weird way make sense if we're having some sort of doctor crisis um (laughs) it's it's not matt smith but you know if we are going to have a multi-doctor story I would be very excited to have Matt Smith back, but let them keep it a surprise. I want to be surprised by it. Do we have anything else? No, that's it. That's it. That's that's Doctor Who done for that's thirteen months. Well, do we do we not think there's going to be something before November? No, of next year. Uh, no, there isn't. I mean, to to be honest, this is kind of why I wasn't surprised by Tennant appearing at the end of this because I th- I thought, and I'm I'm sure I'm sure this is has been mentioned by either um, Russell T. Davis or Moffat in the context of uh, the, the kind of previous multi, multi-doctor story where you can't, you can't expect a new doctor to establish themselves in a story where the previous doctor then comes back. You know, it would be, it would be really yeah. difficult because there's this character you don't know and you're trying to get interested in, but they get completely overshadowed by... A, a previous favorite right. in this case tenant coming back so it, it didn't totally surprise me that what he's done is basically shunt the new doctor down the line but what i actually expected him to do was to have secretly maybe this was wishful thinking but to have secretly been putting together a festive season doctor who for the end of 2022 which established nakuti gatwa as the doctor and for all the tenant stuff to then come in the 60th anniversary special 
down the line. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, but, but my question is this. If there are three specials with David Tennant, mm-hmm. do we know for certain that one of them is not a festive special for 2022? Yes. yes. And we know that because... Because they're all 60th anniversary special episodes airing in November 2023. And that's from RTD? Because I don't trust anything the BBC says about scheduling. They don't know what's going to be on in three weeks, half the time. Um they haven't they haven't said what time they haven't said what time they haven't said what particular day they have said they're airing in november 2023 and they are to celebrate the 60th anniversary of the show mm-hmm. well i wouldn't be surprised still if they don't do something maybe not christmas but i i, I think that's it i think that's it that's what we're getting now like you say, if they've already filmed, Russell T. Davis knows wait. how to generate the publicity, and I think part of that is, be you know, managing people's expectations. All right. Well, um, then I guess that is all the Doctor Who we have for quite some time. Quite some time, unless they release something interesting on Blu-ray. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was say, I, I haven't finished more animations. Is actually. Thinking about it, this is this is I don't know when we've had such a long gap, but that wasn't that wasn't the ranking I was I was um putting this as a record breaker in. Is this the longest episode of Doctor Who we've ever had? I haven't had time to check, but I think it's the longest episode. You mean longest single episode? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Not not like the Silurians is longer, but No, 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 that's but that's seven seven episodes, episodes. But yeah. 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 And okay. obviously yeah, no, there's I, some special sure, edits yeah. of like the five doctors or whatever, but yeah, I'm I'm sure this this was um the longest. Well, there we go. Record breaker. Yet another. All right. Well, Simon, thank you for joining me. It's a pleasure as always. Listeners, I hope you'll join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of Fusion Patrol, we hope you'll consider supporting us at patreon.com slash fusionpatrol or buymeacoffee.com slash fusionpatrol. For our monthly Patreon subscribers, we're currently doing a special series on Season 2 of Babylon 5. There's over a decade of previous episodes available at fusionpatrol.com. Come join the conversation on our website or Twitter. You can also find some of our other works at soundcloud.com slash fusion patrol. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production.